0: There were a lot of talented high school prospects at both the Rivals Camp in New Jersey and at the Elite 11 in State College, Pennsylvania. So where's Penn State stand with all of them? You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked on Nittany Lines, your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Zach Sako, your host of the show, and I'm joined once again by the expert himself, National Recruiting Analyst for Rivals, and that is Adam Friedman over on the other side. Adam, it is great to catch up because there's been the Elite 11 camp. Of course, you were at the Rivals New Jersey camp just recently this past weekend. It is great to talk to you once again.
1: Yeah, Zach, it's good to be here. I think since the last time we've talked, I may have seen about 800 new prospects, so uh, there's a lot to cover, for sure. And all the coverage that you do, where can people keep up with it? On Rivals.com. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, a Rivals Friedman on both. Um, I post on a lot of content every day uh, about
0: all the recruiting coverage you're going to need. Fantastic. And of course, Locked on Nittany Lines is your go-to podcast for Penn State rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com to get all the latest on your favorite Penn State teams. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to BirdDogs.com slash On College. And when you enter promo code College, easy enough, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Adam, all the formalities are out of the way. There's a lot that Penn State, uh, at least in the news. Penn State had the quarterback commit nathan Grunkmeyer. Of course, he committed. Then he showed out at the Elite Eleven camp. But there were plenty of prospects. We're going to start with the Rivals camp in New Jersey that the Nittany Lions have recruited. Well, they recruited early guys that are again diamonds in the rough now. But then they get on the rise, and Penn State's one of the first teams uh, trying to recruit them to get them onto campus and get them to commit. And there were a few at that Rivals camp. We're also going to talk about some of the news that you broke that Penn State uh, is actively recruiting a player like Ryan. Paglisi uh, and then Jalen Matthews and some other prospects who have been taking some visits that are still uh, committed to Penn State. Matthews, but uh, is taking visits elsewhere. At least he has them planned to, even though he was recently on campus. Let's start with the rivals' camp since you saw it up close and personal with uh, some of your other rivals' counterparts. Just what would ultimately? How'd the camp go? Did you did you enjoy the camp in general? Seeing these prospects.
1: Oh yeah, it was really great seeing a lot of these prospects. We've been dying to get out on the road here in the Northeast to really see a lot of the local prospects to make sure they're pro- they're developing and progressing the way we expect them to. And the rivals camp was loaded with these guys who have been itching to get on on the camp circuit and show off their show off all their hard work. Uh, it was really good to see guys um, really you know add that mass that we were looking for, get maybe that little bit more explosive or a little bit faster um that's the type of stuff we're looking for and uh, you know
0: there were a number of guys who impressed that's for sure let's start with quarterbacks because everybody loves quarterbacks uh one that in particular is starting to gain some recognition and, and he should be but penn state was out in the forefront for samaj beals class of 2026 20, quarterback Great build. He's young. He's going to be a rising sophomore, but he can sling the rock. What did you see from him, and what's his relationship to Penn State right now? Yeah, he's still a really young prospect, so he's getting to understand the recruiting process
1: just now. And he started to really pick up a lot of offers lately. We were lucky to lucky enough to have him at camp on Sunday, and uh, he's a really impressive-looking player for a kid who's just a 2026 20, prospect. He measured in just under six feet tall. He's about 165 pounds. So um, there's still some work to be done there physically, but mm-hmm. he can really throw the ball well. It comes off his hand nicely. He throws a tight spiral. He throws an accurate pass when he's able to see his receiver come open and that's some things that he'll develop as he gets older he'll develop better timing and be able to deliver that ball uh, with a little bit of anticipation so uh, we're excited to see how things progress with him over the next few months and years before he really becomes one of those prospects
0: in the spotlight and penn state they recognize this early from him. And of course, being in the Pennsylvania area, I guess it's a little easier because it's, uh, you know, just to the right of you over in the Philadelphia area, again, going to Roman Catholic. But what did Penn State identify early that made him an appropriate target? Well,
1: he throws the ball with really good power and he can throw from one from one hash to the opposite sideline. And so that's some impressive uh, arm strength for a player that young. And if he develops that sense of timing, if he develops a little bit more accuracy, especially in windy conditions, we're going to see a lot of those offers that he's already gotten become a lot more serious contenders uh, throughout the process.
0: And I know there were tons of prospects that were there, but just some of the select ones that really stood out. Another one is Messiah Mickens, uh, just a a beast of an athlete. You look at the film uh, to see it in person. I know this is somebody that just in general, you've been high on from the start.
1: Yeah, definitely. Messiah Mickens, he came to camp actually last year, and he was somebody who just really stood out, even as a as an incoming freshman, I guess it was, uh, last yeah. year. But he yeah. measured in at 5'10", uh, uh, 195 pounds, um, and he runs with great power. You can see him and the way he just chugs those legs underneath him and the way that his feet hit the ground. It's really impressive to see this big back. Uh, play with such power. He's really, really fast. He he does a great job as a receiver out of the backfield. He he made easy work of a lot of the linebackers, and it was a really impressive group of linebackers. We'll get to them in a minute, but uh, Mickens has the makings of one of the top 2026 running backs, and Penn State was on him very early. He's an in-state prospect, so yeah. I expect the, the Nittany Lions to be a major contender for him, if not the favorite given their track record with in-state running backs over the last few years.
0: Yeah, they have the ones that they want in 2024. They already have a commit for 2025 and Barker. So why, who's to say it's too early to start with uh, 2026? Uh, and then so those were some of the offensive guys. Uh, defensively, as you mentioned, the linebackers, Chris Cole is one of them. But does he now how to, of course, how did he do at the rivals camp? But I know that Penn State isn't exactly the favorite for them unless they are making a push right now.
1: They're trying to. They're going to get his first official visit, not this coming weekend. Next weekend, that'll be June 2nd, um, and that's the first in his full schedule of official visits. He'll be making a decision uh, at some point here in the fall, I think it was. He wants to kind of wait it out a little bit to see how things progress uh, throughout the early part of the season, Uh, but Penn State's going to get their shot early June 2nd, followed by Notre Dame, Georgia, and then Miami. Uh, He's going to schedule at least one, maybe two more visits before he shuts it down to get into to so decision-making mode. Uh, but uh, whichever team gets him is, is going to get a really impressive player. You know, This guy's been kind of on, on, a, on a rocket ship, his recruitment has, since early this offseason when I saw him at a camp in Virginia. We made him a high three-star then, and um, boy, he's going to be headed up the rankings again after uh, in the next rankings update, which happens in June. I really like what he brings to the table. He's 6'3", 205 pounds, with an 81-inch wingspan. That's really impressive for a player, at linebacker there. Uh, he does a good job coming off the edge when needed, but in coverage, I love the way he's able to use that length to his advantage, especially in those first 15 to 20 yards. Those longer routes g- give him a little bit of trouble sometimes, but I wouldn't expect him to uh, really have to sustain coverage for that long in a real game scenario. But uh, Chris Cole is going to be a guy that uh, number one, we're excited about what his ranking is going to be coming in the next month, and then during the season, we're going to take another good look at him and to see what he's like in a really ga- real game scenario against the run as a blitzer in coverage uh, how he handles blockers Uh, we're excited to see what the future holds for Chris Cole that's for sure
0: yeah so and he has a similar build to Abdul Carter I know if you look at rivals right now he's at least projected to I know so many things can change here but Virginia Tech and as we know Penn State Brent Price over there former defensive coordinator so is this the is this the head-to-head battle that Penn State's gonna have to take on Virginia Tech uh, trying to fend them off
1: it depends on how those visits to Notre Dame, Georgia, and Miami go. Virginia Tech doesn't necessarily have an official visit set yet. He okay. is planning to do one, but he but I would look at maybe the the SEC school in Georgia if, if that really pans out, possibly Miami, depending on how,
0: how that visit goes. But I, I know Notre Dame's uh, academic record is really standing out to him. And there's still a couple more prospects that we definitely need to discuss from the rivals camp uh, in New Jersey. And one of them, uh, he's listed as an athlete, uh, but Elias Koch has made quite the impression as of late.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's a younger receiver who I think has a really bright future. You know, this was my first time really getting a chance to see him in person and uh, i really love his build he's got long arms he has a wingspan of 79 inches which is really big for a player who measured in at about six foot two um and he's got 32 and a half inch arms so uh that big catching radius is going to serve him well and his quarterbacks are going to love him for it um you know he did a nice job separating from receivers especially on shorter routes when he could make you, you know use to his advantage his explosiveness out of his cuts as long speed is something we're going to watch to see how that develops and his real playing strength you know he is just a 2026 20, player so um, he's not one of the stronger receivers out there and some defensive banks maybe gave him a little bit of trouble there so we'll see how that uh, develops over the rest of his career as well
0: and this is a 2026 player. So for yeah. Penn State, they Marcus Haggins needs to get going uh, from the Nittany line perspective. I, I know there's other guys that are, that are are in other regions, right? You primarily have the Northeast locked up, but you understand how important a prospect like uh, a Jeremiah Smith, even though he is committed to Ohio State or a Nick Marsh, who's out of Michigan. Um, what is Penn State's relationship right now with Coke?
1: I mean, it's still in the early stages. You know, he's a young player, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they understand that he's going to be an important playmaker in the Northeast. And whether or not he's a Penn State target down the road, we'll have to see how, how he develops and how Penn State's recruiting board develops. So, um, you know, he, he'll, he's somebody who's going to take visits. He's going to be back on campus. He'll be up there for, for a camp, if not this summer, then probably next. So uh, we'll have to see, you know, again, how that interest is reciprocated.
0: And then out of the state of New Jersey, that was at the Rivals Camp. Final prospect in this first segment, and that is Kaj Sanders. Listed as an athlete, but it looks like he's maybe leaning towards a safety position. Where does he ultimately project? And again, how is Penn State recruiting him?
1: yeah it's going to be interesting to see how he develops that's going to dictate what position he plays whether it's cornerback or safety right now he's got a cornerback skill set he wasn't a hundred percent i would probably put him at 90 percent on sunday so he didn't take a lot of one-on-one reps but what we did see was was pretty impressive he's a formidable uh, prospect physically uh, just over six foot 182 pounds but he is he's got some muscle mass to him um, and and 79 77 inch wingspan which is pretty long arms again for a player uh, in the defensive backfield so um, i really like the way his footwork uh, was crisp and he was able to show some explosiveness off that plant foot um, and in one-on-ones he did a nice job in press coverage and making sure that nothing was uh, completed in front of him those, those deeper routes like i said he wasn't 100 percent, but those deeper routes maybe gave him a little bit of trouble uh, this weekend but uh, whether or not he dep- uh, stays as a cornerback or a safety will really be determined by how his body develops once he gets to the next level
0: And that's just a sample size of all the talent that was at that Rivals camp in New Jersey that you got to see, Adam. And of course, uh, I know that I'm a personal fan just because when you see somebody in person, like a Stone Saunders who took the uh, quarterback MVP award and he goes to Bishop McDevitt, I know that uh, Penn State has, they have their quarterback, but uh, he's someone that is going to wind up uh, at a power five school when he ultimately makes his commitment. But like I said, that's just a few of the prospects that uh, Penn State has been core that they want to get on campus and hopefully can land some commitments out of. And it's nice to hear that they are favorites for at least a few of them now. Quarterback is still a conversation, even though they have Ethan Grunkmeyer in the fold. Ryan Puglisi, someone that you mentioned, is being heavily pursued by Penn State given Dylan Rayola is now down at Georgia as well. How does that complicate things for someone like Puglisi? I, I want your answer in a moment, Adam. First, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs, they're their pants, their shorts are extremely comfortable they are great for three reasons first it's the fit you will look better and feel great wearing bird dogs the second reason is comfort their stretchy fabric will make your legs look great and they're comfier than all of your other shorts and pants and then finally versatility they give you the freedom to wear one pair of shorts one pair of pants wherever you go the golf course to a meeting on a date hanging out with friends Anything. Now, I've never personally owned a pair of bird dogs before, but now I do. I thought I, I said to myself, why don't I go out and get a pair? And honestly, they live up to the description. They live up to the billing. So go get yourself a pair too. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college because there's a cool promo going on right now. When you enter promo code locked on college, they are throwing in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style Tumblr with every order. All you got to do is enter that promo code locked on college over at birddogs.com. You get a free custom bird dogs Yeti style Tumblr. And thanks again for making Locked on Nittany Lions your first listen and watch every single day. Adam Friedman coming over from Rivals to talk about Penn State's recruiting and just the latest with the prospects, particularly in the Northeast, but uh, the news that's coming out uh, recently. And Ryan Puglisi, talented quarterback, as we kind of move from the Rivals camp, right? We're shifting over from New Jersey to Pennsylvania, Adam, and the Elite 11 camp. I was fortunate enough to actually see some of that in person. Puglisi, Blake Hebert, of course, Ethan Grunkmeyer, who committed verbally to Penn State. Penn State's not done. They they've made it no secret that they are going after a second quarterback in the class of 2024. You were one of the first ones to say that, hey, Penn State is actually actively talking to Ryan Puglisi, despite them getting Ethan Gronkmeyer and despite the fact that Puglisi is committed to Georgia. I've already gotten some feedback saying that Puglisi not going to flip. He's not going to go anywhere else. He is cemented with Georgia. He's kind of said all the right things in an interview What's the latest on that? What can you tell us about the situation involving Puglisi in Georgia and then his relationship with Penn State?
1: yeah I mean Penn State is definitely going after Puglisi but it's not something that is a given he, Puglisi's mm-hmm. just not just going to flip um, you know yeah. it might take some time but uh, Puglisi seems very comfortable with Georgia and taking two quarterbacks there this was the plan that they had told him from almost day one that they were going to take two quarterbacks in this class and you know the writing for Rayola has kind of been on the wall for some time so he's had a little bit of time to get comfortable with this but if, if he wants to he's had time to make plans also so uh Penn State is a team that I would
0: definitely watch for Puglisi down the road it, are they the number two team because Georgia of course has the commitment right so we imagine that the easiest thing here is to stick with Georgia would Penn State be that secondary school that if he were like the first of the flipping opportunities are there any other schools that might be pursuing him just as aggressively as Penn State I would imagine it picks up for him if it hasn't already.
1: Uh, I'm sure that some schools have laid the groundwork for Pursuit. Um, you know, I wouldn't totally count out a team like maybe Nebraska or something at some point, but uh, I would look for probably uh, Puglisi to really pick his spots and go through this process carefully if
0: he really does want to explore his options. Now, Penn State, again, targeting a second class of 2024 quarterback. Are there any other quarterback prospects that you've heard as of late that might be that second option for them in addition to Grunkmeyer?
1: Not really right now. There's a few names out there further around the country in the Midwest, uh, maybe mm-hmm. further in the Southeast.
0: But um, nobody nobody that I would call a serious candidate at this point. All right for the class of 2025 though Blake Hebert has someone that has been on Penn State's radar for quite some time even though didn't really get identified as having one of the best performances on on Sunday May 21st at the Elite 11 camp but definitely someone who I thought had the intangibles and this is someone again for the class of 2025 Penn State is actively pursuing in addition to guys like Malik Washington I really I really like Washington after seeing him in person but what is where does Blake Hebert stand in his commitment, his development or decision, anyway, decision making and how he feels about Penn State?
1: Yeah, Hebert's recruitment has really picked up over the last month, month and a half or so. So he's still kind of getting his feet under him there. Um, I would, you know, I would say a commitment from him is is still f- much further down the road. Uh, he's only started for a few games also on the high school level. So uh, I, would, I would imagine college coaches are still looking for uh, looking for some more information on him before they're ready to pull the trigger with at the very least a committable offer. Um, You know, I would, I would expect Malik Washington to be a little bit higher on Penn state's uh, list at this point, just because they know more about him. They have a stronger relationship with him. He's been on campus multiple times already and they have a very strong relationship with the school that he's at right now. So um, I would expect Malik Washington to, uh, to
0: be a little bit higher on Penn state's list at this point. And someone else that was at the Elite 11 camp, but in the form of all 22, Luke Reynolds, the tight end. it was actually formerly a quarterback, right? So moving, we're, not, we're not, not moving too far. But this was, uh, Adam, I don't know if you got the chance. I, I wrote a notebook and kind of drafted up everything that happened at the day, or at least what I saw. And it was really neat to see a former Penn State tight end, and Adam Brenneman talk with a a future Penn State tight end and Luke Reynolds with uh, a former Penn State tight end that is currently in the NFL and Mike Gasicki. They all hopped on a call together and had a chat after the performance that Luke Reynolds had uh, at the all 22. What did that mean for him for his recruiting profile? Because I know that uh, other industries reacted immediately, but this is someone who's going to go from a three star to probably a four star very soon, according to rivals.
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw him last week, actually, at a workout at his school on uh, on Monday. And, um, you know, he's a totally different prospect than I remember seeing when he was playing quarterback. Uh, he's added a lot of really good weight you know six foot four give or take and about mm-hmm. 215 pounds i mean he's he's pretty solid right now and he made some when i saw him at the very least made some really impressive leaping twisting catches uh during his workout so um yeah definitely a different prospect than i remember seeing you know a couple of years ago so uh penn state's you know continuing that that really good tradition of of you know top end uh, tight end recruits and uh, i think luke Reynolds
0: has a chance to um you know, continue that tradition once he gets on campus Would you say his best attribute is uh, athleticism his hands i i mean i have to argue his toughness just from what i was overhearing is that he is someone that didn't really take breaks <laughs> that he just wanted to keep go 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 um someone that just loves the game loves competition uh and, and has a high motor even at uh even as a you know as a prospect right now
1: yeah, I mean, I, th- I think his best asset is his natural athleticism. He's got a bas- background in basketball as well. So, um, you know, doing some some leaping catches like that just is natural to him. It, it's something that he's known for quite a while. And, um, you know, I think
0: it's going to serve him well throughout the rest of his career. It'll be nice uh, to have, again, this, this tight end. What, what is Ty Howell doing so well that just attracts all these tight end prospects to Penn State?
1: I mean, he's a really likable guy, first off. But number two, number two, I think he, he just is a really good technical coach. Um, you know, I, I think he does a great job getting some of these these guys to understand what their best attributes are, builds on that, and, and, and then fits them into this offense that they run over there. And, uh, you know, Penn State quarterbacks have not been shy about throwing to the tight ends, and, um, you know, that's, that's helped the room in itself, just having that, that production to show off on the recruiting trail.
0: Locked on Nittany Lines, your go-to podcast for Penn State rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com for everything Penn State athletics. Adam, in this final segment, let's just get to some other prospects who weren't at any camps this week, this past week and, of course, over May 20th, May 21st. Uh, but they are heavy Penn State targets. There's some that are taking visits, even though they are committed. And that is Jalen Matthews. Look, I get it. It's part of the process, right? Jim, Jeremiah Smith uh, released a tweet the uh, other day, and that's someone that is going to take an official visit to Penn State. He's committed to Ohio State, but he said, I thought that visits were a part of the process. So I, I said, you know, I'm laughing. I'm sitting back and I'm saying, you know, haha,' because it's Ohio State. But then it happens to Penn State here with Jalen Matthews, who was one. It was the first prospect to commit for the class of 2025. And I, in terms of where he started as a, a three-star, four higher three-star, four-star uh, in some parts of the industry, was someone still that was considered under the radar. He wasn't a, a vaunted, well, he's you know, he's top 10, he's a, a bona fide five-star, but now Jalen Matthews is really starting to come on as someone who could potentially be one of the best tackles in the class of 2025. That's what it seems to be the case. And now George is involved. He's promoting some other offers. Penn State uh, had recently had him on campus, which is great, but he's also taken a visit down to Georgia. It looks like May 31st. This whole, Adam, this whole relationship, or I shouldn't say relationship, but more of a competition, right, where Penn State, because it's a bad relationship, Penn State will get a prospect. Justin, this goes all the way back to Justin Fields. Yazid Haynes, Josh Miller... And and Jalen Matthews, should Penn State, should Penn State fans be concerned that Matthews is taking a visit to Georgia? Why why does this keep happening?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm any school, I'm worried if my commit is taking a visit to Georgia. Georgia wants him. Georgia is is gonna do their research. He's going to, you know, get to meet those coaches and those guys. You know, are are the number one team in, in college football right now for a reason there, and they're recruiting at that type of clip over, over the last few years. So, uh, Matthew's taking a visit should definitely be concerning to Penn State fans. Um, you know, Fran Brown, the uh, the area recruiter, um, has a great relationship with players from new with most of the players from New Jersey, and Stacy Searles, the offensive line coach is is a pretty likable guy. He's done well on the recruiting trail over the years as well. He just got a you know just just today got a big commitment from uh, Marcus Harris and then one player in in New York in 2024. So, you know, I think Matthews has every right. He's got every right to go through the process and take his visits and everything like that. Um, You know, Penn State, you know, taking an early commitment like they did uh, I would imagine that they were mentally prepared for uh, the twists and turns that can come with such a, you know, trying to hold on to a commitment for so long. So, um, you know, I think Matthews, you know, is a great prospect. I kind of, I don't know about if I totally agree with what you said about him being an okay. un, under the radar prospect early on. He he's number fifty three in the country for rivals on the in the rivals two fifty. So, uh, in twenty twenty five, so uh, Matthews is a is been a big time player for for a, quite a long time he was at new jersey rivals camp uh last year or, or philadelphia rivals camp i should say last year and um we've we got to see him again in the fall and, and boosted his ranking up pretty high so uh really like the player though um i think that you know these aren't the only offers that he's going to be receiving over the next months and uh, and you know through the end of the year so uh, i would m- mentally prepare
0: for that if i'm a penn state fan for sure so, is it more the likely that he does leave and go,, whether it's Georgia or not, is it more the likely that he could flip, or is it more likely do you think that he would stay or is it right down the middle at fifty fifty
1: i mean if if somebody's giving you know betting you whether uh, you take one golfer to win an, a championship or, or the field. I mean, odds are with the field yeah, um, yeah. usually. So, uh, But Penn State has done a good job with uh, players from New Jersey over the last few years. Um, they've got strong relationships. Phil Trotwine obviously has great relationships in New Jersey. So we'll just have to see how this plays out. Um, I think Matthews is, is going to give everybody their fair shot um, and you know give Penn State at, at the very least the benefit of the doubt throughout the rest of the process.
0: Yeah, I think it helps that he came back on campus and was mm-hmm. I guess that more of that first visit before he goes through his list. Does he project final question about him? Does he project as a true blind side left tackle pass protector? Uh, or is he more of a power guy on the right side? I think he
1: can do both, uh, especially at the college level. I think he'll be able to do both. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where his pass blocking uh, technique is at and where he's at in that development uh, before he enters the college level. That'll give us a better idea. But his body type could serve both sides of the ball, or both sides of the line, I should say. Um, and uh, you know, he does play actually a little bit of defense in, in high school. But uh, um, we'll see where uh, where he ends up. I would imagine at the college level, the left side, and then possibly to the right side um if he does make it to the nfl so we'll see how it goes there
0: a couple more prospects that i want to get your insight on adam before i let you go jalen harvey benedict ume two guys that, and especially harvey right because this is important with the change on the defensive line uh and and harvey is a sought after prospect so penn state hoping to land that kind of prospect where do they stand with harvey first and then ume
1: So Harvey's got a lot of official visits scheduled. I don't think we're close to the end of his recruitment. I saw him briefly on the sidelines at OT7 Baltimore uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he looks – Physically, like he's just been living in the gym uh, since the end of last season. He got really, really big, um, and it'll be interesting to see if he's able to run like an outside linebacker or show that he can play in space when this fall season comes around. because okay. yep. he's not going to do any camps. But um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how how well he's physically developed and if he's able to you know still have that speed uh, that that made him uh, one of the more special guys on the on the front seven in this class.
0: Yeah and I made the mistake he could he's someone that I guess can chase after the passer, but it, I mean, is he going to be strictly a linebacker or is he is there a chance for him to be on the defensive line?
1: It'll we'll have to see. I mean, he might put his hand down in the ground in, in passing situations to really get after the quarterback, but um, you know we'll have to see what type of athleticism he brings to the table this fall after
0: changing so dramatically uh,
1: uh, physically.
0: And then the last one is Benedict Umay. How's, yeah. uh, how's Penn State doing with his recruitment?
1: Yeah, Penn State's really in the thick of it there with him. I really like where they stand for right now. Um, you know, he did just take a visit to Florida, so we'll have to see how things go uh, with the Gators over the next few weeks and months. But, um, you know, uh, Penn State is really in a strong position, I think, at this point. There's a, a Ohio State is in the mix and, and a few others, but um, he's been to Penn State more, more times than any other school, and I expect the Nittany Lions to remain one of his strongest contenders until we hear otherwise.
0: And Adam, I know we're in late May. We're approaching June, and the class of twenty twenty four is far from finished for any program. But is Penn State going to finish inside the top ten as a team when it's all said and done? In your mind,
1: Uh, we'll have to see. I feel feel good about their direction right now, but uh, when you look at this class, they got fourteen total commitments. They have number they've set their number seven overall. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that. You know, when you're already in the top 10 and you've got so many commitments like this already, uh, it could be difficult to remain in the top 10, especially when you look at some of the teams that are behind them who have very few commitments and um, are primed for big, you know, big summers here. Uh, You look at somebody like Alabama is still at 15. Clemson is at 16. Um, you know Oklahoma's got at number 24 and they've only got six commitments so uh, Miami's that for way further down at 27 so there's a lot of teams here who you know our mainstays in the top 10 of the rivals recruiting rankings and yet they're nowhere to be found so we'll have to see how things pan out not just with Penn State but with some of these other teams
0: when should Penn state fans be expecting that next big domino to drop, whether it is to the Nittany lions or someone that they're pursuing heavily and they could go somewhere else. When is, what is the timeline for the next big prospect to kind of change the recruiting landscape?
1: We're going we're gonna to see commitments that change the landscape. Maybe not directly at Penn State. May might be one of the secondary of uh, secondary affected schools with this. But after the very first weekend of in June, we're going to see commitments wow. coming. Um, I would imagine that, that kids want to get this over with as soon as they can. And uh, if they find the school they like, then they're going to jump on board. And I would imagine that first week uh, of June is going to be very busy, not just with post-visit uh, reaction, but with commitments. Um, and it's only going to pick up as we get
0: into july late june and early july that's for sure when it comes to recruiting he's definitely one of the best that is adam friedman from rivals recruiting analyst adam thank you so much for the time again i want to offer you the opportunity to share where people can keep up with all the incredible work that you do Thanks, Zach. Uh, Yeah, you you guys can always find me on Rivals.com.
1: I'm putting content up there daily uh, from all the travels that we've done. Like I said, I saw about 800 prospects over the last week and a half, so lots of uh, content up there right now. Uh, You can always find me on Twitter and Instagram, Rivals Friedman on both. Uh, Looking forward to catching up with you guys there.